Hi, my name is Doom. This is Doom Warfare, the Battle of Ideas, and it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful day here in Cape Town. Sunny. Um, how's it going on your side of the world, my cousin, Barry Hilton? It is fabulous. <laughs> I am in Hermanus. Oh. I've been living here for seven years. And it's quite a win. I just need to do something. My wife is going to cuck in her pants if I don't switch my... <laughs> hold, on. hold on a second. Are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, sure, but hold on a second. Yeah, you I'm have frozen, Barry. Yeah, I know. I have. That's my bad. Uh, my bad. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know where I am. Just a second. I'm almost there. All right. Well, while you're figuring that out... Let me just quickly promote my sponsors. <laughs> so everybody, I'm drinking Caloroso coffee. Um, lovely little coffee shop in George. Please go and click on the link below the video and uh, they will deliver to you wherever you are in the country. Great, great guy who runs it. Um, fighting the good fight all the way from uh, from George. Hey, Barry's back. Well, now you're sideways. Oh, there you go. Now you're upright again. I just got to try. <laughs> <laughs> Your camera's frozen again. <laughs> so Barry is uh <laughs> is fighting with technology here. All right, there you're back again, Barry. <laughs> no, you know what? My wife insisted I put everything on my air, and I told her that this is actually we're working on. Wireless. Okay, well, whatever yeah. you've done now Work. is fine. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do it. Oh Let's my gosh. It. So, a technophobe at all. So, you said you're in a monus. I live in a monus, yeah. Been, I came here seven years ago. Um, I got a, I got actually a gig. I got offered a fabulous job by the DA. Um, I'm the first reserve for the whales. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry, how many? Uh, I mean, where do we start? I mean, okay, let's start at the start. Uh, when one, did you? My mother and father got drunk one night. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so you've been a comedian for how many years? Uh, going into my 38th year. Yo, and I mean, <laughs> at some point in your life, your parents would have said to you, Barry, you need to find a real job. Oh, but you don't understand. Since I was about eight years old, I was told to shut up, stop making a nuisance of yourself. You're not funny. Will you please be quiet? You, there's other people in the room, da, 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 da. In school, the same bullshit happened. Mm. Teachers telling me, shut up. You don't know what you're doing. Shut up, shut up. You're an idiot. Da, da, da. Here's one of the stories I tell, and it's a true story. My one teacher called me stupid. Like, he got really cross with me because I got ADHD, and I just forget about stuff, you know. So the teacher called me stupid, and he said to me, you will be in this class again next year. What have you got to say about that? And without thinking, I said to him, sir, I've seen the school records and you've been in this class for 10 years, bro. <laughs> Is it a lag year or what? Or are you just thick? 
<laughs> well, okay, so let's. Yeah. I want to talk quickly just a little bit about your history because everyone knows you as a comedian. But where, I mean, where, yeah. where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Zimbabwe, um, and I, I only spoke when I was about two and a half. And my first words to my parents were, "Sell the farm." <laughs> So, <laughs> that would have, that would have been Rhodesia in those yeah. days. Well, back in the day, my my dad's a Brit. <laughs> my mum was a South African lady. Um, I tend, I believe now she was a little bit of mixed heritage, but I'm not going to use that to get myself jobs. <laughs> you can't say that these days. What you you got to be very politically correct. How can I say that? Okay, my dad was from England. My mother was from Durban <laughs> via Mauritius. Um, and, uh, yeah, so who knows? But basically, everybody's a mixture of everybody else. If you really want to get into the melting pot, everybody has got a mixture. So, But I'm not going to go around the world and saying, oh, you know what, my mother was previously disadvantaged. Mm. Um my mother was disadvantaged quite badly. She had polio. That's a disadvantage. Yeah, that is a real disadvantage. Yeah. And I remember, isn't it funny how I, I realized I was clever in, in comedy. My father was quite witty. And one day we were in a pub in England. We were coming back to South Africa because we'd lived there for a while. And a guy was drunk and he said to my father, why would you marry a cripple? And my father instantly said to him, I don't like walking fast. <laughs> and I was crying with laughter. And my father said, what's the matter? I said, that's so funny, Dad. So I think that was, that was the kicker for me because I realized you can use comedy to achieve many things. Yeah, um, and, I mean, that, and that's the point, thing. The comedy is the only problem is. Sorry, you your yeah. your connection was 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 buffering yeah. a little bit there, so I spoke over you. Yeah, somebody just SMS me or made I don't know what's going on. Um, so comedy, I used comedy throughout my life, even when I was electrician. I hated being electrician, I, but my father said, you know, you it's going to be fine, son. That's what you need to do. I remember I was married to a girl because my father, we wanted to live with each other, but my father was a like a um, sort of pseudo-Catholic. You know what I'm saying? It, when it suited him, he was a Catholic. <laughs> you know? And then, of course, my father said, we're going to bring disgrace and shame to the family and you've got to go live and marry with this girl, which, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful girl. Still, I still really love her to pieces. Janice McCurdy, her name was. And... Uh, it, I was just too young. I was just too stupid. And, and mm. funny enough, her parents were Scots, and she's Scots. And uh, they were electricians. The brother was electrician. The, the, the father was electrician. And I was this really shitty electrician. End of story. Because I hated my job. Okay? Uh, but I was very funny. But they wouldn't allow me to be funny. Not because they were trying to diss me. It's because... I was now a married man with some responsibilities. And besides, I will never be as good as Billy Connolly. They rammed that down my throat numerous occasions. And unfortunately, 
because my calling was for comedy, that little tete-a-tete with Janice came to an abrupt end, and it was terrible. But I have a beautiful daughter from it, and then I went again. And, of course, the funny thing about men is uh, until you're a certain age, you get real, ruled by your penis first. Yeah. And then you start. Th- then eventually you start thinking with a proper head. You know what I'm saying? Is that politically? No, that's true. It's true. Men are just pathetic. So I, I got married again and got, I started. And then I, then, then I, I, I became a, a comedian. It was a massive step. It was really step. It was big. big. It was almost as big as, as um, um, Commander Armstrong's on the moon. <laughs> but I mean, becoming a comedian is not something that you can study for. It's something that you just are. Yes. And also it's very objective eh? or subjective. Is that the word? Subjective. Because I remember one agent, I'd been going to try and become a comic for years. And I, and I went to this one agent and then he, t- he said to me, tell me some jokes. And I told him some jokes. And he said to me, as long as you've got a hole in your football, you will never be a comedian. Okay, and funny enough, about six months after that, I actually got a gap from a guy called Johnny Noble. He helped me, and then this, and then the same agent then approached me because all of a sudden I was this very funny young man that just burst through the scenes. Mm. Uh, and was I vicious? My brain works differently. So this agent phoned me up, the one that said, "As long as I've got a a, a football." I will never become a comedian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And he said to me, I've got a job for you. I said, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm, I'm constipated. <laughs> so. But okay. So, so when was your first, your first gig? Uh, would it have been first first official pay, gig. Yeah. Yeah. Your first official gig. Yeah. Uh, it was in 1983, May 1983 in uh, the Holiday Inn in Port Elizabeth. And they, the story is that I had to pretend I was from Liverpool to get the job because they were only in, in, they were only sort of bringing in British comedians at the time. So I had to, and I said, there's a funny story about that. I had to, I had to talk like that, <laughs> like I was from Liverpool, and I was on the stage, and I could do four hours of jokes in those days, easy. When I was 26, I started. And I could just talk like that. And every time these guys came in, I was talking like that to the to the audience, having a great time. Fantastic. <laughs> so, but that was under the, they thought I was from Liverpool. So they called me in and they said they wanted to um, extend my contract. I said, no problem. And they said to me, we just need to clear up something. And I thought, oh God, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> they found out. I said, what do you want to clear up? Or what do you want to clear up? And the guy said to me, we've heard that you can do an exceptionally brilliant South African accent. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to him, yeah, it's funny you should say that, my bro. And he went, like, I, can't, I can't believe it. I said, can't believe what? It's easy enough. <laughs> is, that, is that a true That's story? A funny, That's very true. <laughs> very, very, very true. So, and then I just started off and it was t- difficult, you know, because... Some guys, they either like you or they don't like you. It's, you know, and the people that are in power now, and I'm mm. talking about, you know, entertainment, the guys that are in power can say, the, if that person is in power now, has got enough pull and says to, sees me now at my age and goes, look, 
this guy's pretty sharp. I'm going to put him in a movie. It can be done. But if I don't see that person, I'm going to carry on. But I'm happy with the level I'm at. Does that make sense? Mm. Because if you look at if you look at fame, especially if you're a if you're an artist, fame has a very big price. You know, because family, da 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 da. So where I am at this moment in time is actually brilliant. So because I can basically say no to gigs, I work what I want, and I've I've created a whole new platform, a bunch of platforms that are actually comedy based. So I don't have to do stand up, but I'm all, but I'm using comedy to to generate stuff. See ya. See this thing here? Mm. Cousin approved. What is that? <clears throat> Have you heard of the thing that No Connors Bry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you know that's mine. So I wrote yes. I started writing some t shirts, No Connons Bry, you know? My favorite animal is chops. Stuff like that, <laughs> you know. No I've got a killer one that's got the picture of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden Brying. And Adam says to Eve, you should try the ribs. No Khanan's pride. So basically, how that came about was a guy a guy sent me a picture of himself in this No Khanan's Bride t shirt that was quite horrific. But he was a wonderful guy and he said to me, Check it this, I love your I love your joke so much, I made a t shirt about it. Can I buy one of your t shirts? And I said, Yeah, sure, but we're out of stock at the moment, but I'll make a plan for you. You know, and then we put the phone down and I said to Sandy, my wife, OK, we're in a T-shirt business. Yeah. So then I realized that comedy doesn't have to remain on the stage or television. I can use comedy in so many other places, you know. So I started doing that. The No Connons Bride T-shirts and I was doing very well. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I, I, I wrote a. I wrote a card game for kids. I've produced a card game for kids that is quite funny and it's it's a nice card game. And then I then I started doing other stuff. And then one day a guy sent me a braai. What a braai? Said to me, I want you, to, I want you a braai. A braai sent me a braai. <laughs> it's a braai called a bon braai. It's like a brilliant piece of braai. Very it's engineered. You can actually braai it on plastic. You can put it on plastic and it will still braai. It's very cleverly engineered. <clears throat> so I uh, I just out of the blue I phoned the guy up afterwards I said but this bra is brilliant I've really enjoyed it thank you very much you know I would buy that for my cousin that's exactly what happened I w and I said I would buy that for my cousin and he said what do you mean I said I don't know <laughs> I would the bra is so lacquer I would buy that for one of my cousins including you you know so then I put he put the phone down and I said to Sandy Hold on. And then, because I, I, I'd been watching review programs. You know, these reviews, a guy wants to review a, a pair of glasses mm. like this. Yeah. Okay. No, welcome. I've got this glasses here. It's been sent to me by so and so and so and so. And the box looks absolutely exquisite. It was nice. Delivered in three days. It was really nice. And then five minutes later, okay, I hasn't even opened the box. Okay. And I've got a 90 second window. <laughs> If you don't catch me in 90 seconds, it's over. Right. Okay. So then I said to Sandy, hold on. So I made a little video about this Bonbrai in 90 seconds. Da-da-da, got graphics on it. <clears throat> and at the end of the video, it says, 
I say a bonbrai. I would buy that for my cousin. Okay, boom. And then all of a sudden, he phoned me back and he said, you can't believe what this video is doing for me. What, what's it doing? He said, every time, because he works around on these festivals, you know, and he says he puts the video on the end of his application letter. And he says, ever since he's put the video on the end of his application letter, he's never been rejected. Because, oh, Barry Hilton said it's fine, it's fine. Because oh, okay, I'm so terrible. what you what you're doing is, the idea is to review things. Yes, So, but I'm doing it different, you see. Um, I'm reviewing it in 90 seconds to two uh, minutes. I make it punchy. I, it's honest, but it's also funny. Mm. And so I said that, oh, yeah, do it. So 90-second video, people look at it and go, well, you know, so it's lacquer. So that's what's happened. So now I'm on my uh, uh, 12th one already, I think. So we've started it. We actually we just start, launched the campaign last – in fact, yesterday it went up. Um, the first seven I did, the first 10 I did was just word of mouth. Now, mm. from this, we launched this thing this yesterday, last night, and I've got nine requests already. Okay, well, I'll help you with that, with with the greatest of pleasure. I think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah, cousin approved, because, uh, yeah, and you know what the beauty about it is, it's nobody can take it from me because it's me, it's my. If somebody, if if you listen to somebody and they say, "Hey, my cousin," you immediately say, "Seriously, that's Barry Hilton." Yeah. If somebody says, "No, Conan's bra," you go, "That's Barry Hilton." So. What I'm getting at is comedy has expanded in such a, a, a mission for me that I don't really have to get on stage anymore, even though I'll never stop getting on stage. I love it. But there's other opportunities. And from and, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, and, and this pandemic, this lockdown has probably helped you. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's because people now want to get their stuff out there, mm. you know, and uh, it's working. It's 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 working for me. Um, I'm actually having a meeting this afternoon in Cape Town with an insurance company, with an insurance company that uh, wants me to talk about stuff for them. And I said, well, yeah, but I mean, I can't tell me about it. So they said that can I can I make a cousin approved video? I said, yeah. I think Barry, though, what makes you funny, um, in in my opinion, uh, I'll I'll give you a quick review. Um, is is your humor for me is the same as Billy Connolly's? It's it's honest what? and it's and it's and it's legit. No, Thank but you. it's it's legit. It's not forced. It's natural. Yeah. It's organic, well, and that's and that that for me makes it very much more real and funnier and more relatable. Well, can can I tell you a story on that? Yes, if I may. Hmm. There was a whole group of comics that came through about twenty years ago, and. They dissed me because that's the, you know when the new thing comes on the old oaks are cuck, you know what I'm saying? You know, tell that to Willie Nelson, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I was when I, went, I finished my show and I'd finished a sold out show and on the way home I saw these guys were doing a little comedy club in Kempton Park and I popped in to see them and there was like I think there was 13 people in the room. Okay, five of them were comedians. <laughs> okay, so the one oak said to me, what are you doing here? I said, I'm coming to support you guys. He said, we don't need support. We're brilliant. We've got the new, this is great. Our comedy is great. And I went, yeah, I can see, you know, well done, but let me see it. You know? 
And the guy actually blatantly dissed me. He said, you know, we don't, we don't understand. We've been talking about you. and We don't understand why you're so popular because your, your humor is crap. But just like that. I said to him, okay, cool. Highly intelligent guy, this guy. I said to him, what's the second largest moon of uh, Jupiter? And that told me, because I was really being sarcastic with him. You know, <laughs> the guy told me. And I went like, what, seriously? You know that? He said, of course I know that. Everybody knows that. I said, no, 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 not really. So I, I, there was a guy at the table next to us. And I said to the guy, excuse me. And the oak said, hi, how's it, my cousin? I said, no, cool. What's the second largest moon of Jupiter? And the oak said to me, seriously? <laughs> Has Jupiter got moons? I said, okay. Then I went to him. I said, tell me, what happens when you take milk out of the fridge and you leave it out of the fridge? He said to me, well, it goes sour. And then I turned to this other comic. I said, that's why my stuff is funny because I'm telling people stuff that they already know. And thank you for that analogy with Billy Conley. But that's the truth. <laughs> I'm just bringing to light. There's humor's everywhere. Okay, mm. humor's everywhere. I'm just, I have an ability to express it and i'm very very blessed about that and you know something uh barry <clears throat> again well, if I I may, um your your comedy i suppose today fits into that category of uh old school um but but old school is what yeah, i is love yeah. um but what, school, what is your yeah, what the, is new school i don't know but all i know is that the new school comedy is very uh politically correct <clears throat> yes it's very it's very inclusive of all people they're too scared to offend, uh, and it's very, very, very race-driven. Um, it's the kind of stuff that just annoys me. Uh, you know, I think back to... I have a joke for you. Okay. There's a one-eyed black lesbian in a wheelchair whose cousin just died of COVID <laughs> that she got in a taxi. <laughs> 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 you've you've covered everybody. <laughs> I've covered everybody. But Yo. that's but that's the point. I mean, I I love the old school comedy. I I really miss the days but, of Richard Pryor and Bill Cosby. Yay, my favorite comedian in the whole world ever. Richard Pryor, is, he was amazing. Of um, course. Can I say can I say Bill Cosby these days? I don't know, but I I certainly enjoyed his his early stuff. Uh, Gene Wilder. I mean, you know, I love the old stuff. Absolutely, built. They were brilliant. Mm. But you know, I mean, I like, I like who's I find he's like in the middle. He's he's sarcastic, but he's not one of those. Some comedy. Who? They're trying to explain things. Bill Burr. Oh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Mm. He was. Well, you know, technology is really working for. This and this and this, and then three minutes later, they haven't said anything funny yet. And I'm thinking, okay, but then I reverted back. I revert back to the cousin. If I don't get a joke, a laugh in 90 seconds, I'm not. I think I'm not doing something my job right. But that's my opinion, you know. When, your... the, when the next act. Sorry, I interrupted. Go on. No, no, please. Sorry, I, I, if I interrupt, it's mainly because the Skype connection keeps going a bit funny, and then it sounds like you've stopped yeah. talking. It's 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 quite annoying. Don't. Don't worry. Okay, great. Who are who are some of your influences? Um, marijuana. <laughs> now I said who, not what. Okay, no. Billy Conley. 
Richard Pryor. I like, uh, as an English comic, I really enjoy called Peter Kay. And there's another guy, John Bishop. I like him. Um, I'm actually... I'm a, I'm a fan of Trevor Noah, actually. Because I think he's an exceptionally clever guy. He's older stuff, though. I mean, his new stuff is all written for him. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but let, let's take away that thing he's doing something as a comic i'm sure as you as a, as a cartoonist you don't look at the joke another cartoonist the, yeah I you look at, at the, the delivery yeah so i i i really appreciate uh thing there's some good guys there's a uh jason goliath is very good but aggressive for me but he's he's a very good comic i like him um, so yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, comedy has gotten so diverse now. You can you can al- almost choose a genre, and then you'll get people that want to listen to it. The, I think the thing with me is because my humour is is, uh, is is family friendly. People bring their young kids to see me, so the young kids, uh, I'm in their brain from when they're ten years old until they're eighteen, so they naturally carry on, you know. So. Yeah, but, but I mean, th- it's observational. Absolutely, it's, you know, observational comedy, and but also I like to think sometimes I'm 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 sharp, you know, like uh, we, you you're a, you're a funny guy too, man. Sort of, but a youngster asked me, isn't it funny how jokes come around? A youngster asked me one day, um, Uncle Baz, are you good at algebra? And I said, there's no equal. So, <laughs> the, guy, the guy looked at me like what do you mean I said but if you don't understand that then you cock at algebra it's as simple as that okay um, but- so the, and then I wrote a joke about that I mean algebra for the modern history for the modern day algebra is like a really cock divorce you know you look at your ex and then you think <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, is that is that observational? I don't know. I think that's quite clever as that type of stuff. You know, I, I, is it? I was very good at mathematics in school. Okay, and the teacher told us about uh, Pythagoras. You know, the Greek who invented the, the the mathematical equation about right angle triangles. Yes. Are you good at that maths? The square of the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the squares on the other two sides. Okay. So it's a three, four, five mm. platform. Three times three is nine. Four times four is 16. 16 and, 16 and, uh, and nine to 25. The square root of 25 is five. Okay. So the teacher, <laughs> it was weird. I was in school. I almost got blixomed again for it so the teacher's talking about pythagoras 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 and then he does his mathematics and he says to me what does that mean to you i said sir it means if you if you are a greek immigrant in south africa (laughs) open a cafe on a corner (laughs) so i was sent to the office for that cut for being disrespectful. But I said to the guy that you just sent me the Oak is Greek. And you know how I got out of it? 
Do you know how I got out of it? This is gospel truth. <laughs> Why did you make a joke about that? The teacher said, I said, no, it's not a joke. Because if three people come down one side and four people come in the other side, five people will come in the shop. And they went like, oh, well, so you didn't understand what I was saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's call me a thought. Did, the, did you like that one? The, the cafe in the corner <laughs> that killed me. That's true, though, isn't it? That's Pythagoras. Because how did I get there? Because Pythagoras was Greek. Greek oaks open cafes. So they were very clever guys because they didn't. Then, but then so, you wonder yeah. if they were good at the World Cup soccer. Uh, yeah, because yeah, boom, boom. That's politically incorrect. Jim, I'm, sh- I'm going to switch off now. I'm not going to talk to you now. Do you think, do you think comedy is Sometimes. still... Do you think comedy is heading into a very dark place? Yeah, I think comedy is fast becoming extinct because what, what the whole idea of comedy is a surprise. Mm. Is it? Is it? You know, I told a joke about my brother, for instance. My brother, um, I, he had cancer, and uh, he didn't make it. You know, and. Uh, a guy said to me one day, how's your brother? I said, no, he's dead. And uh, the oak said to me, was it the big C? I said, yes, he drowned in Durban. So, <laughs> so the guy said to me, have you got no respect for your brother? I said, what do you mean? He said to me, what can you associate the big C? With with this, you said you didn't say cancer. You said the big C. And besides, I use comedy and humor to alleviate my pain and my suffering. Yo, that, that, so that's what it's about. So, so now, if I if I do that, if I do that now, somebody's going to say, "Oh, blue, no, no, it's not right, day." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it. So I think people need to get a grip of themselves. And find out. But comedy, and another thing, listen to comedy nowadays. It seems to me everything else has been pushed aside except for cursing. Okay? Mm, people swear you can a lot. Curse and look and go mad and be vulgar and everything. That's okay because you're not offending anybody. Mm. So I, uh, yeah. But I mean, look, China, that's the way it is. You know, I'm happy. Doing what I am. I'm very blessed that I've had 37, 38 years. And I'm still going. You know, I still get asked for gigs all the time. So, it's fine. No, but <laughs> I, when I used to say to me, would you... You know, the guy phoned me up yesterday. He said to me, how would you like 10 gigs? I said, yeah, I could do with the money. He said, no, no, it's data. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I just made that up, okay? <laughs> Well, ten, 10 gigs is not very much these days. <laughs> not bad. In fact, so, um, you, you know, that's what humor is, isn't it? You take the ludicrous. It is. But can I ask you just a personal question? Does a lot of your comedy come from a place I can of... do it twice, but nowadays I can. But before I could do it about four times. <laughs> Does a lot of your comedy uh, come from a, from a place of anger or do you genuinely find things funny? Because, I mean, a, a comedy... I mean, yeah, look, I, I mean, I draw political satire and a lot of it comes from a place of anger. 
Yes, I don't know. I'm not angry about stuff. My political stuff would end it. I don't do political comedy, comrades. So that would be my. It's because I'm taking a slight dig at it. But I, no, the mm. anger, ah, but anger. There's too much anger in the world anyway. You know, I my comedy comes from me. If something makes me laugh, it's comedy. I don't care. If, I'm a, I'm unashamedly a massive fan of fart jokes. I don't care what anybody Did you says. say fart I love jokes? Fart, fart jokes. Oh, yeah. No, but we'll yeah, always I mean, be nine-year-olds at heart, won't we? Of course. But the people who sort of say, no, that's disgraceful. Gack, man. Inside, they're saying, shit, I wish I could actually openly laugh at that because that's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, so I mean, I'm actually... You okay? No, I was just going to say, I mean, the, sometimes humor is just literally what makes you laugh. And sometimes I find that Absolutely. people today try and overanalyze absolutely yeah but what about this and and but you know you didn't include that and your one of the jokes i tell about my brother is and it, and this happened this is a true story my brother was deathly sick and uh he only sort of admitted admitted he only admitted that he had cancer literally about two weeks before he died literally he until then he was convinced it wasn't cancer even though he was going for chemo and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So my brother phoned me one day and he said to me, I've got cancer and the doctor hasn't given me long. What should I do? Now, I knew he had flippant cancer. You know what I'm saying? For three years, he was in denial. So we got him back from Egypt. Is that a bad joke? <laughs> so, no. so he said to me, the doctor hasn't given me long. What should I do? And I said to him, commit fraud because the judge will give you nine years. <laughs> So, so he laughed and I laughed because he laughed and I laughed because he knew that I wasn't mocking his cancer I was looking at a way to make it funny but now somebody somebody will listen to me telling that joke and say that is so bad I'm mocking people with cancer no I'm not I take it that was funny. You're, you're ruining my podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. Well, thank you. So, ever since I was in school. Yeah, so, yeah, so it happens. You know, what, you know what? The funny thing about COVID is, is there's a stupid thing. Somebody asked me right at the beginning of COVID, do you have any jokes about COVID? And I said, at the moment, I've just got 19. So they, they went like, what do you mean? I said, no, it's COVID. Oh, no. See? Yes, please. So, my wife actually asked me if I want coffee. Now, this is the first because she does nothing for me. But now we're on a flipping podcast with Jim. She now pretending she smokes me. You know what I'm saying? I also have coffee. That's, yes. So, yeah. you're welcome to have coffee. Now, are we having coffee now? My coffee's decaffeinated, but I'm worried that somebody's going to complain about that soon. So, it's just you, because you can't have that because it's not the rich, the fullness of the coffee and it. You sort of upsetting the people who are coffee connoisseurs. Seriously, well, do you do you drink your coffee black? Um, sometimes, but I I prefer it hot. <laughs> yes, I drink my coffee. How are you supposed to say this now? I drink my coffee that is slightly pale against the normal color, and of course, I have to in, induce 
a, a bit of sweetness against the bitterness. <laughs> yes, of course I drink my coffee. I drink my coffee. I drink my coffee <laughs> white, two sugars. But I don't know how you'd say that in the political correct thing. George. Well, you've, you've got a, you've got, you've got the majority of your coffee is black and the minority of it is white. <clears throat> well, then they should start calling it South Africa. <laughs> Can I have a cup of South Africa, please? <laughs> what do you mean? 80% black, 20% white. That's funny. <laughs> but you see, some people will take offense to that. Yeah, and I mean, isn't it sad that, that people take offense? This is the thing. Okay, so yes, 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 the problem that I've discovered is that people are selective about their offense. Yes, absolutely. Like my neighbor, he's just taking his wall down. So is that offense? <laughs> Sorry, that was a stupid joke, but it's true. My neighbor's chopping his wall down. I'm thinking, he's taking offense. How dare he? But that's the thing about that's the thing about comedy, right? So <clears throat> comedy's been around forever. And it's basically Absolutely. a way of dealing with situations. It's Absolutely. That's it's it's a it's a relief, you know. Comedy is a is a mechanism for everybody. If comedy you know, I believe comedy is so powerful because comedy actually it does it, it releases endorphins, it does mm. this, it makes you feel good. Um I'm not, I'm not hijacking your thing yet. I'm actually just no, finished filming. I'm, I'm actually just filming, finished filming, and it's being edited now, a course that I've made because I'm, mm. I'm using it on my 90-second rule. I've got a, a Barry Hilton talk funny in 60 minutes where I show people the basis of my humor and I show them how to break it down and they can write five seconds of comedy in a day about anything they want. As long as they use my three basic principles, you have them in your, I've been watching your stuff. You have your, a lot of your stuff is exaggeration. And I see you put a lot of puns in yours. Okay. Mm. And also you say, you use the same formula as me. You use a lot of, of lot of, uh, I call it false logic. Is it misdirection? I don't know because your, your, your cartoons, you think what's happening and the, the, the punchline goes, bow. It's completely 180 to what the people are thinking. Oh, just like that. <laughs> Barry disappeared. Let me call Barry back. I, I lost you there for a second, Barry. Some phoning me and I tried to switch off my wireless, but apparently my Skype is only on data so we might have to do this a few times that's okay i just but, can't see you. actually i've kept it on data because i didn't want to offend anybody and my vodacom might say to me seriously no you know so we'll can make a plan your, can you put your camera on because i can't see you yes no that was my impression of what's <laughs> it going to be like after escom's finished with us <laughs> <laughs> how cuck is escom eh? they're the only company in the whole world ever to make a television advert asking people not to use their product <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know about you, but I've got standard eight. Even the dog's complaining. I've got standard eight, and uh, I've worked this one out. If you're not using electricity, how are you exactly going to switch the television on to check the adverts? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. what, by the way, what sort of dog do you have? A dog. What, what sort of dog do I have? A bad one. He's flipping, drives me insane. <laughs> no, he's, he's a boxer. Um, What's his name? Uh, um, his name is uh, McGregor. 
I'm actually still thinking about a, a fight next month. <laughs> My wife likes boxes. Your wife likes boxes. Well, yeah. well the dogs, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, he's, he's he's a boxer. He's a puppy. He's 18 months old. He's basically um, stupid, as all puppies are, you know. Is he a puppy? But he's a great dog. He's a great dog. I've got a million people phoning me. I didn't I know. So you have to do this all the time. I'm really sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I can't do it. Sandy's cocking me out now. She says to me, but you must be able to do it. I said, but the Skype is set up for data only, so I can't just stop now and put the data off. Because I'm not as stupid as people might think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, all right, I, so back- I, I failed a blood test the other day, but sometimes that's good nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Barry. Um, on a oh, ser- I have been listening for 40 minutes. On, <laughs> on, a, on a serious note. Um, Ding! How, what, what is your future now with comedy? Are you still going to continue doing stand-up? You did say earlier that Absolute. you love being on stage. Absolutely. I'll never stop being a stand-up comic. Hmm. Barry's daughter obviously is playing up. So we'll wait for him to come back. <laughs> He's frozen in time. <laughs> it, let's just wait for it to reconnect. <laughs> There you go, you're back. Poor, we connected. I don't know what's going on here, bro. It's uh, you know what? I I got fiber the other day. I, I'll be paying a thousand rands a month for fiber. I, I, if I went to checkers and I got some all brand, I'd get more fiber than I get now. <laughs> <laughs> someone said someone in the comments. Oh, okay. But funny so, enough, they both give me the shits. Eh? So <laughs> so there are lots of people in the comments. By the way, I haven't read any of their messages. So maybe I'll read some of their messages. Uh, one of them said, "You must steal your neighbor's Wi-Fi." Well, actually, I've got dual view for my DSTV, <laughs> and my neighbor doesn't know yet. <laughs> um, so, there's a local comic in the comments. His name's Joe Emilio. He says you might remember Brilliant. him. Brilliant. He's, he's an American guy. Yeah, American. Uh, American guy lives in Cape Town. Very nice guy. We had a long chat. He's a very funny guy. Um, very sharp, you know. But um, and he, he, yo, he, look, he, hello, looks like a, he looks like a Mexican. He does, eh? Well, Emilio, sort of, you know. Well, so I got banned from Facebook because I made a joke about him. I said on Facebook two weeks ago that I don't like Mexicans, but I was referring to him because um, he, he yeah. left a comment on my Facebook page. So I said, look, I don't like Mexicans, and then Facebook, Facebook banned me for 30 days. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> so if you say I don't like Trump, they give you a, free, a year's free subscription. Correct. <laughs> Um, so so Joe, Joe's replied in the comments saying, tell Barry I say hi. Amigo. Then you've got some people saying that uh, humor is the best medicine. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, everybody tell in the comments brother. is loving you. Um, <clears throat> so let's see if there are any questions you for you. If there are any questions, please yeah, send them now. Because you've only got a few minutes left. Um, judge. Have, is it on so quick? I'm sorry? Yeah. Why don't we do a double, a double podcast? I don't care. We, well, your connection is so oh. terrible, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? I'm here. People are yeah. phoning me left, right, and center. So I'm sorry about this. My bad. I didn't 
like so, the wireless thing. Koli Sung in the comments says that he's got a dog whose name is Hitler. Hitler? Has he got a little moustache in the front? <laughs> Why I, would you call a dog Hitler? I knew of a, I knew of a dog. Uh, it was a bulldog called Hitler. Which I thought was quite ironic, considering that a bulldog is British. British, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, can I just bring that up? That's humour. Yes. That person who named that dog has done it because he found it funny. And he likes to see the expression, he or she likes to see the expression of people's face when they say, what's your dog's name? It's Hitler. <laughs> and, uh, why is that? Is it because you like Hitler to know his knees are stiff and he walks like this? <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> you've just gonna you've just made my video banned <laughs> why because youtube youtube is funny about this stuff all right ruth has a question for you absolutely ask barry's she, advice hold for on, getting... is she is she the ruth of all evil <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. what did she say uh ask ask barry's advice for getting married a second time um I would strongly suggest you get divorced to the other oak first. <laughs> that's 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 quite solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, why not? If the sock fits, wear it. But that's what it's about. <laughs> um, okay, let's see if we've got any more, any more questions. Uh, Barry, don't change. You are such a pleasure. I know. I've had this shirt on for four weeks. <laughs> thank you so much i really do appreciate that i can't change i think i'm too set in my ways and i really do appreciate that i'm I'm honored that people still want to see me it's a jewel i'm um, doing a gig tonight in uh, in durbanville and it's sold out <coughs> yeah come along that's very we'll close to where in. i am where okay, we'll I'll touch... i'm at the booth i'm at the booth the oh. booth i know that but i don't know if it depends how you read that statement you know what i'm saying the <laughs> booth is the booth okay but people who don't like that says die bird. So, <laughs> so you're not too sure what's going on. At, that place is owned by Dover Dollar. By Dover Dollar, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, you Joe, think something a cousin? Joe says that uh, the comedian Joe Media, he says, Barry's always on point, reminds me of Robin Williams. That's a great compliment. Jeez, that's brilliant. But I'm still alive. So hold on. Are you trying to tell me something there, Joe? <laughs> Ed, no, you I like to be on point. It's a, you know, a, that's what it's about. You're a satirist. Joe's a comic. I'm a comic. The whole idea of being a comedian or whatever is to be on point, to mm. see what is going on, you know? Mm. So, and realistically, you as, a, you as a satirist and whatever, I'm just saying, what are comedians and actors and singers and whatever? We are modern day poets that we just talk about society yeah. and the way life works. So that's the way it is. You know, I'm happy with it. <coughs> Excuse me. Eduardo. Uh, hey, says, you must go get that check. But, uh, <laughs> where's your mask? <laughs> Eduardo says, I was at an event almost 10 years ago to the day where Barry featured in, in Richards Bay. What a gem. Do you remember that? Yes. And I'll tell you what actually happened there. The, the, uh, it was in Empengini, if I stand correct, and the, the, the casino was robbed while I was on stage. <laughs> there was Oaks. No, serious. There was guys there shooting, going mole, AK-47s and all this crap. 
And anyways, I would sort of trying to find a place to stay, and I peeped into the on the casino floor. There's guns going off everywhere, bro. But there's people lying on the floor by their flipping machines, lying on the floor doing this. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. And I thought to myself, what a cock time to win a j- jackpot. <laughs> Could you imagine a <laughs> 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 There's no next of kinship for that one. They just go away. <laughs> uh, see, that's uh, funny. No, no. You see, some people will say, but people were being shot at that. How can you joke about that? Well, I don't know. You know, you, you, we joke to make our life lighter. I've you got know. two. I've got two questions for you. What was your worst uh, memory of comedy? Like, what was one of your most like cuckest, if I can say that, your cuckest nights? Um, shows okay. and what was one of your most memorable? My most memorable, or the cuckest one was when I, when my brother called me backstage from, he called me from the hospital and I was backstage and said to me that story I told you, um, I'm going to die. So I went on stage and I had to do an hour and a half that day, that particular time. And uh, my brother had, called me backstage and as i put the phone down they called me on stage that was probably the worst gig i've ever had to deal with and i had to keep my tears in i I, I walked off stage they were screaming for more and i couldn't go back on because i was crying sure it was a terrible 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 feeling for me but i had to do it you know that was horrible and the best gig ever i've done Sydney Opera House. Oh wow! Tell me more. I filled it. Yeah. No, I got a gig. I got offered to do a tour of of Australia. I went to Perth, filled the filled the centre there. Went to Melbourne. No, not Melbourne. Yeah, Brisbane. Filled the centre there. Then I did Sydney Opera House and completely filled the venue. It was really cool. Um, and also, I think it, it's very much on par with. Uh, I did four thousand two hundred people at the. Um, not the carousel the carnival city in Brackpen 4,200 people and after two and a half hours my wife actually said to me she came up to the stage and said to me okay already enough so I was doing two and a half hours to 4,200 people it was brilliant it was great in Brackpen yes I didn't know Brackpen even has uh, that many people well you know they were brilliant um they were just they came from all over Joburg. It was quite amazing. It was very surreal. I filled this flipping room. Your audience must have looked hilarious in Brackpen. All the guys wearing shorts and the women wearing tracksuits. Yeah, there's a story about that. If I can tell you, there's a. This is what makes you realize how lucky you are in life. A guy came there and we saw him backstage. His parent, his 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 wife asked, "Can I speak to this guy?" He was in hospital gear. Okay, and. Uh, there was all those pipes and shit, you know, that stuff that they, and he was dying from cancer. And, um, basically he, he said, they told him at the hospital, if you, if you unplug this shit now, you're going to die. He said, no, it's sweet. I'm going to go watch Barry Hilton. That's gospel truth. Jeez. So that's quite amazing. So true story. Absolutely. One wow. million percent truth incredible and i think he died a few days later or whatever but the point is that makes you feel so 
humble that a guy is willing to risk his life to come and see my show to have a laugh. Wow. How can you beat that? No. How can you beat that? That's like, no, it's, you just yeah. can't beat that. No, you can't. So I am very honored. That's why I, that's why I hate celebrities. Hate's a strong word. Um, I hate, I, I dislike celebrities who go like, oh, these bloody fans drive me insane. And I'm thinking, seriously, if it wasn't for the fans, you poopoo, you wouldn't be there. Mm. You know, so I always, I never do the green room stuff. And I always, I always walk on stage from the audience because I enjoy talking to my fans and having, because that's, that's a blessing, man. It's not about money. It's about this, you know, and it's, it's the same as you. It's the community. You know? Um, Justin says that he enjoyed your show in Gaborone a few years back. Absolutely. It was dry. I remember that. I, I mean, on my opening line there, they were having a drought. And I said, I'm worried about Botswana here. There was an eland yesterday gave birth to 12 kilograms of biltong. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my opening line. <laughs> uh, Gaborone. You see that that's that is a, that's an exaggeration joke. That's all it is. I have three jokes. I have three base jokes that my whole thing is around. It's puns, exaggeration, and false logic. Same as you. You haven't mm. you analyze your comedy. It's the same. I wouldn't so call what I do I've comedy this, though. Yeah, I've well it, your comedy's that's comedy what you're doing. It's satire. But my this this program I've written <laughs> is called Barry Hilton Talk. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the bolt-on. Sorry, go no, on. Well, it is a try. Get stuck in your throat. Um, so, this thing I'm doing, Barry Hilton, Talk Funny in 60 Minutes. It's a course I'm going to sell online uh, to people, mm. and it's 549 rands, I think. You buy it. It's yours forever. But it's not going to make you into a comedian. It's going to help you talk to people, do speeches, do this, do this, do this. But the secret to my course is practice. I show you how to do it, but if you don't practice it, you're wasting your time. So I think that's pretty cheap anyway. Well, you know what? Here's my logics. I am so blessed to be loved by so many people in South Africa. I would say in the millions. And I'm very, I'm very, very, very blessed about that. So <clears throat> I'm giving back to people and saying, hey, dude, I'm giving you all of my secrets for 549 rands. Please support me. I'll do a bit of the Willie Nelson thing. Who'll pay my taxes? Remember that? Who'll fund my dreams or whatever? So I'm hoping that all of my fans would say, oh, I'm going to hook up with that. I'll give Barry 549 rands for this because it's a, it's, a, it's a product, you mm-hmm. know? So let's hope it works. So um, We've got a few minutes left, but I want to hold on to you a little bit longer because we've got a growing audience, strangely enough. As the longer we chat, the more. Doesn't people- that happen? <laughs> the longer the, the longer we chat the more uh, people join um well, cool. uh, brahm let me just find his comment here he he said that oh yeah he says the stuttering joke for him is the best yeah but you see you can't do that nowadays you 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 you, you can't do that anymore you missed that but complete <laughs> 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 you can't you, you you can't do that <laughs> do you know there's a, there's a guy there's one of my fans called Craig Craig Banks he has got these exceptional one-liners and I keep on telling him he must do it stand up 
he wrote a joke about that. He said he stuttered so bad when he was a lighting. He used to purposely scratch CDs so he could sing along. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> but now some somebody's going to take offense to that. But it's not offense. It's just it's just how people think. Well, thankfully so. nobody listens to CDs anymore. Sure. <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's quite. You know, you can never get an MP3 to sort of do that. Place you know, sort of <laughs> oh, Um good. Lots of people are saying that that they they love your humor because it's genuine. Uh, everyone is saying that it's it's that genuineness that 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 relates. That's relatable. That appeals to them. And I and I think that's that's what that's what makes some comedians, in my view, not very funny. Is when when you know that it's forced. You know. Remember that story I told you about the with the very intelligent guy? Yes. He didn't succeed, and I'm, I know who he is, but I'm not going to tell you who he is. He didn't succeed to the level he should have succeeded mm. because he believed he was more intelligent than the others, and he his humour mm. portrayed that. Because now me, I'm thick, but sure. I um, mean, I, I left school standard six second break. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, Beth says that she saw you at the barnyard in Nelspreet uh, not long after your brother was diagnosed. How do you how do you how do you do comedy? You know, when you've got that sort of darkness hanging over your head. It's my escape from from running around screaming. I I I, I try to look on the funny side of it and like for instance when I tell jokes about my brother and I still do that joke about my brother it's done with love because I remember my brother. Mm. He used to make me laugh, you know. So, what do you do? It's uh, it's what we do, and um, you put stuff aside. How does a, a a a GP rider break a shoulder blade and still carry on riding for the whole of the the GP to get points? It's because it's what he does. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. You you work through the pain, you work through the emotional pain, the physical pain, because that's what you do. Because you know the old adage: if you love what you do, then you're not really working. Yeah, yeah I I get that. It mustn't be a job. No, it mustn't. It's okay. But my job is for the folks to get the Barry Hilton talk funny for only five hundred and forty nine rands. Brought to you by. No, that's, that was my little commercial break. No, you're you're welcome to. I don't mind. Uh, I'm, I'm a yeah, fan. It's going so. to be out in the next month and a half, two months, and I'm asking all of my fans if you really want to know the insight of how I do my stuff, buy my little course. Five hundred and forty-nine oh, rands. You can actually. That's not expensive. No, they can e even pre-order it if they want to. Just go on Barry Hilton. Um, yeah, I've got the information Barry below Hilton. the video, so they. I think your website's below oh, the yeah. video. So if they want to pre-order it or find out about pre-orders. Tell it. We can do it. We'll put it aside for them because it's going to be. It's it's in final edit now. So someone says, "Yeah, I'll I'll never forget seeing Barry at the River Club in Observatory twenty years ago." Brilliant. It was. Can I tell you a story about that? Please. You will notice that I I move on on tangents. Mm. I can't. Can't answer. And I booked. I've been booked at the River Club to do two thirty-minute spots. Thirty minutes break. Thirty minutes. I just come back from the Kruger National Park, and if you ever went to the to the to the River Club, 
In OBS, yes. The I people have. literally, literally almost had their knees up against the stage. It was so close. You know what I'm saying? It was that type of vibe. And uh, I walked on stage and I started talking about the Kruger National Park and I told this story about a giraffe. But I, I got sort of distracted. So I went on. So I did 45 minutes my first set. And the second set, I was in. I was on about an hour 10. Okay, because I love working. And on about an hour 10, there was a guy in front of me that just poured a beer, but the, he had a thick head on it like that. It was poured wrong. Like that. So that he was like he was laughing the whole time. And then I said, he, he was put the beer to his mouth. On it was vivid this. So as he put the beer to his mouth without me, I said, oh yes. So what the giraffe did was, and this guy went. <laughs> he laughed into his beer and the whole place just foamed up everything and I promise you the room stopped for like five minutes nobody could contain themselves what an absolute jaw and I'm thinking to myself why is this like laughing at that now because I mean, you're supposed to laugh but not at that sort of and he came to me afterwards he said you started talking about a giraffe and almost two and a half hours later you finished the joke <laughs> How do you do that? And I said to him, because I'm stupid, because it took me that time to remember it again. Um, Who are are some of your um, great South African comedian memories? I'm thinking back now to to to, to Tola Miller, yes. Let me tell you something. Mel Miller, I'm telling you now, I'll tell anybody, I'll tell the whole world out there. Mm. Mel Miller is singularly the best comedian South Africa has ever produced. Yes, he's old now and he's whatever, but he was so far ahead of the pack. It was frightening. Mel Miller, I'm telling you, was a genius, but he was, he wasn't respected because he was so far out there. It's, yeah. Does that make sense? To yeah. You? Yeah. Uh, who else? Mel Miller was a genius. And of course, I mean, you know, people mustn't forget like Joe Parker did a lot of things. Um, South African comics, there was, there's a lot of, there was a great comic, a great comic, in but very, very old school, okay, his name was Lamy, Lamy, he was from Durban, uh, Fernando Lamy, but he went under the name as Lamy, brilliant comedian, very old school, told jokes, but he was, his, his timing was just excellent, you know, we go back to that thing, you, know, you, you don't look at a cartoon's end, you look at the cartoon, mm. Lummy was this person you could watch. I knew the jokes off by heart. And he, he, he told them in, the, in his routine. I knew his routine off by heart. And he kept his routine for about 25 years. But the way he told it and his timing, you just couldn't help but laugh. He was funny, man. I really miss him too. I'm you know? thinking back to, the, to those days where they, they would sit around a table on TV um, and, and tell stories. Built on podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started just after. Spies and Blissies. Take his my They were funny, man. Yeah, but there's a lot of. I tell you, he was a great comic. A lot of, and he eventually got a a lifetime achievers award, and I think it's right. Which was also you received, by the way. I yeah, uh, I did. Which makes me worry because I'm still alive. So, <laughs> Joe Mafella. Do you remember Joe Mafella, chicken licking guy? Mm. He was a very, very good comic. But how's this? Because of the situation in South Africa at the time, with these idiots that were in charge, I don't know who's, you know, they, they excluded a, a brilliant talent like Joe Mafella, you know, because of his color. Just 
nonsense. He was very, very funny oak, extremely funny guy. And I think it was quite sad that he wasn't up right at the top, you know. What happened very to him? Funny guy. He actually died in a car crash, I believe. But oh, he was great. Word. I mean, he was a nice guy. And he was also... Uh, he was a nice guy. He's, I mean, he was one of the only oaks I called Mr. Mafella. And he used to say to me, call me, and I said, no, I can't do that, sir. I can't do that out of respect for you. Mm. You are Mr. Mafella. You will always be Mr. Mafella to me. Call his son, and eventually, says, eventually, I used to call him Uncle Joe. And then he was, he, we came to a compromise. Uncle Joe, you know? that's cute. Yeah, he was a good act. Uncle Joe has it. I would actually talk to him regularly mm. and say, what's happening? What's, and he would give me advice. But it's so sad that somebody as great as that was just pushed out of the way. And he was a genuine, funny guy and a really nice person. So a lot of great guys have been out there. Corley Sun says uh, Leon Schuster is, is great or was great. Um, he, he seems to be uh, being destroyed now by the media. Yeah. I don't know. I, I reserve judgment on that. Adam Sandler does the same, the same vibe as as um, Leon Schuster. Adam Sandler's worth sixty million dollars, so his movies are panned. But in the states, you can have a really crappy movie and still get three million people to watch it. Mm. You know, so, and I'm I'm not defending uh, uh, Leon Schuster at all. I mean, shucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to make no bones about this because I'm grateful. Um, in in two thousand in two thousand and nine, I attended a a um, comedy awards uh, at the at Artscape, yes. and I remember Leon Schuster. He he and his daughter sat next to me, yes. and uh, <laughs> but he he came he, he came through the through the aisle, sort of. On on the side past me, as opposed to the other side, right. So as he walked yeah. in front of me to get to his chair, I said, "There's a there's a Schuster on my stoop," and everyone yeah, around me went, "Oh say. no, you didn't." That's fine. <laughs> Did he have a good laugh? He's very shy, eh? He's a great guy. Yeah, very nice guy. Very nice. I guy. don't know if you remember. I actually was at that ceremony, and I was the, I was asked to be the MC. Was it that one? It was one of the first comedy award things in South Africa. And they asked me to be an MC, and I wasn't even put forward as a nominee, which really, you know, I, I, I hated that, but I realized afterwards, please, man. Yeah. What is, what is a flippin' Lifetime Achievement Award? It's a piece of brass that you have to clean every three months. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's what you do. It's what you do after or during or whatever. That's what counts. Awards, please. Justin says you're the, sorry. Yeah. Justin says you're the yeah. absolute funniest is the gringo song. Me and my mates sing it all the time. Even makes we even make our own versions of it. Yeah. It was uh, a song about uh, yeah, about just make the Mexican the Mexican song. I wrote I wrote a song about Mexicans mocking um cowboys on how much chili they eat and how much they <laughs> yeah. Take a look at this gringo. I want to die, I want to die. Yeah, would it? It's going to burn his... Yeah. 
<laughs> because he's going to burn his wheelie. I filled his coffee full of chili. But that was a million years ago. But, but thank you for that. The gringo song. Sure. Barry, it's been a great pleasure chatting to you. Um, I wish I could say the same, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fantastic. I, I, I think we need more people like you honestly um, it really is an absolute pleasure chatting to somebody who just finds the humor in so many things I appreciate that man I really thanks Jim I, I really I really do appreciate that it's that's that that that's an honor that I I hold greater than anything else because you you're saying hey Baz thanks yeah. Look, no. I have obviously I have people that think I'm cuck, but that's up to them. You know, <laughs> past that nonsense. Half of the most of the country thinks I'm cuck, so <laughs> well, that's, why, that's why I've been fired so many times. <laughs> have you been fired so many times? They should call you bullet. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> You've been fired more times than the cannon in the, the twelve o'clock cannon in Cape Town. Yes. <laughs> why do Oaks fire you? Because you're outspoken or what? Yeah. And it, you see, there once again, you see that's somebody in power, uh, in a certain amount of power, that has the decision to say, no, 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 you stepped over the line. Mm. Okay, so like the Oaks from Charlie Hebo, Hebdo, yeah, Heb Hebdo, yeah. You know, I think it's very wrong that people did that. I, I don't think anybody should mock any god of whatsoever. Okay. But if it's done with a light-heartedness, yes. Mm. But you shouldn't mock that. But th that's my opinion. Mm. But if you do it with a gentle thing, it's funny. I don't. If you get aggressive and personal, then it, nah, for me that doesn't work. But we're Very... supposed to live in a country with free speech, but it's bullshit because we haven't got free speech because es uh, um, Vodacom charged me two grand a month. <laughs> On on that note, your your information is is under the video. It's been a great pleasure, uh, Barry. Don't go anywhere. I just want to just want to play my outro video. Sure. <laughs> my name is Jim. This was Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas.